Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and I'm joined by our usual co-host, Christian Putalias, and a special guest, Rodrigo Segura. It's almost Christmas. Are you guys in the spirit yet, Christian? Hell yeah, buddy. Well, Christmas one is one of the like the best ones. So first of all, shout out to everybody out there. Hello, how you doing? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this actually yesterday on Tuesday we went out to the you know Houston Zoo, do the you know do the whole zoo lights, take the kids and stuff like that. It's pretty fun, you know. You walk around, you froze our asses off, but you know, it's it's all for the love for the kids, you know. So it's we, magical we time, man. It's a magical time exactly. for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, it was nice. But yeah, if you, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's pretty badass. Yeah, Rodrigo, what about you, dude? Man, I've been by myself over here. Uh, my wife went back to H-Town. So yeah, I'm the, my Christmas spirit. Um, I don't know. I'm not that excited. I do have a tree going on. <laughs> Didn't light it up yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I watched my Christmas movie, Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> if you call that a Christmas movie, but um, no, nah, it, it, was, it was great, honestly. But just chilling at the house right now. Hey, dude, take advantage of it because I, I can't tell you how many uh, uh, car rides I've gone through, lights, through all kinds of stuff. Such a waste of money, in my opinion, to an extent, but it's a magical time. And with that, staying in the whole holiday spirit, we have a ton, a ton of stuff to unwrap. So let's go ahead and get started. But before we do, uh, Christian, tell the tell our peeps where they can connect with us, man. Yeah, man. If you want to get at us, you can always hit us up on IG on Twitter, uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, at Dynamo Theory. Uh, you can always, uh, of course, you know, go to DynamoTheory.com where you can see all the all the articles. Lately, actually, you know, we added a couple of people into the into the Dynamo Theory Dynamo Theory team. Oh, that's a tough transition of words. But yeah, the team has new people, so obviously, you're gonna see a lot more articles you know, game being written and stuff like that, you know, different perspectives and stuff like that. So, you know, shout out to everybody that joined the team, but yeah, man, it's going to be cool. There's a lot more articles there. And then you can always, if you need to send us an email and stuff like that, dynamo theory podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns and stuff like that, and you can find me at, at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura three and Rodrigo, our new co-host here uh, at Rodrigo Segura zero one. So yeah, just hit us up and let us know what's up. For sure, man. And for sure, the Instagram has been blown up lately and it's been fun. But we'll move right along to our first topic. And I think last episode, we kind of mentioned how the Dynamo have done and not done a lot of stuff. But it does feel like, you know, a lot of things have been going on. It may not be what we want per se yet, but there is a lot of things on the offseason. Uh, so we get started with... Um, Christian, what are your thoughts on trading Harry Lasseter, man? Well, I mean, he, you know, I think at the beginning, obviously, everybody thought, you know, we, we were all pretty high and mighty with him because, you know, he he came in first game, two goals and stuff like that. But then as the time went on, he just kind of disappeared into the unknown, into the darkness, kind of like the girl from Frozen type deal, you know, and then we, we kind of had to go chase him down. But we never found him, so I think we we just ended up trading him to Miami. So I think I think is the best, you know. It was a Tab Ramos signing for sure. 
you know, like for sure, for sure. But obviously now with Ty Ramos out, I think a lot of his guys might be going out. And I think Eric Lester was one of those. But I mean, honestly, he wasn't really, you know, putting much into the team. So I think at the end of the day, I think it was a good, you know, a good way to get rid of, you know, not dead weight because that, that sounds bad. But, you know, a guy that maybe wasn't as um, creative, I guess. Yeah, know, for sure. As productive. And I think uh, yeah. um, what's his name? Pat did mention, you know, there's some players that need to go and sadly we only got 100k for him but it's better than nothing Rodrigo you want to add anything on on Ari yeah honestly um I, I think there's a guy that never really found his position especially you know in his second season um being a left winger and then trying to be you know um striker but I, I think that affected him um I was looking at a funny stat I guess but the only way he got on the stat sheet last year for two, uh 2021 um was the yellow card and 19 games. So that's literally the only thing contributed oh, to that sheet. <laughs> yeah. um, if that says a lot, you know, um, his first season, I think he had three goals. But overall, it, yeah, it's like, you know, like you mentioned, it's a little bit of dead weight if it sounds kind of bad, but um, didn't produce much. So, yeah. And keeping in the same spirit uh, with Frozen, Pat told him, let it go. So with that, <laughs> yeah, we'll straight up move to the next topic, which to me, I kind of want to have like a little evil laugh to to this. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Kind of like a, you know, <laughs> kind of excited, <laughs> right? But uh you know, we signed, we, I mean, we kind of knew about it. The, you know, the scientific of goals had been roaming around in the training facilities. Uh, we saw, uh, you know, him being a part and kind of breaking down a new contract that uh, coming soon. And they made it official recently. Rodrigo, your thoughts on Darwin Quintero being back for uh, next season? Uh, personally, I love it. Um, I really like him. You know, I think it was a smart move, especially uh, with a new coach. Um, in the works. Um, hopefully that coach can actually put him, you know, um, in my preference, I would like to see him like a false number nine or like attacking uh, center mid uh, more than what he's been used to playing on the wing or, you know, um, I feel like he gets a lot of, um, he's more like a playmaker when it comes to that, especially at his age now. You're not going to, you know, one that, you know, goal scorer, um, he's going to provide most of the assist. So I think that would be a good position for him. Again, it's all going to come down to who's going to be the coach and how they're going to fit him into his lineup. Um, but I, I love it, man. Um, I'm, I'm glad he got to play, you know, the, I guess, remainder of last season. Um, and, you know, he showed what he can do. He just, it was bad timing, I guess, for him to be under a tab. Yeah, and I think, uh, obviously, this deal works perfectly uh, because, you know, you get him out of that DP contract. You're paying him with TAM money, uh, which obviously opens up. Uh, at least a second DP for now. I'm sure they will work with Teenage Adeve, uh to also not make him a DP for next year. So there's a ton of potential there. I think we see uh, Pat Onstad definitely doing work behind the scenes. And it seems like very smart work compared to what we're used to seeing uh, from the guy that we won't name anymore because I feel like it brings bad luck. But Christian, you know, and, you know, what, what is your thoughts with Darwin Intero? We, you know, I think, yeah. you know, we've given you a bad rev because it seems like you don't <laughs> like the guy. But, you know, I think 
a lot of it goes with the eye test, right? And I think that's how you see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can go, we can go like this topic could be like his own podcast episode, to be honest, like the whole Darwin Quintero, just because, you know, because he means so much to the team and in one hand, you know, and everything he, he has contributed and, you know, he's, he's literally our best player. So there's nothing to be said about that. I mean, I, I would be really dumb to sit here and say, Oh, you know, just because maybe I don't like his style, you know, Oh, I wouldn't put him or he's the worst player ever. Like I really hate people that talk down on players like that, that just because they don't like him, they're like, Oh, he's, he sucks. You know, he sucks. He, he can't do this. He can do that. Like, no, I'll, I'll recognize the fact that he's, he's pretty good. And, you know, he is the best player that we have in our current roster, but, you know, I can always, you know, pick and, and nag at, at different things. And you can probably do that with every single player in our roster. You know, you can, you know, find the flaws and find, you know, the good things about every single player. And in Quintero, I mean, he's a good addition to the team. But then, you know, um, Sag Berry, one of the, uh, uh, one of the Dynamo Theory guys, uh, he, he just, you know, put he just wrote an article, a really good article with numbers and metrics and, you know, all these xgs and stuff like that that you kind of go over my head to be honest because i'm i'm you know i'm not i'm not a numbers guy in a way and and i think it did it, it, you know not to disrespect zach in any way shape or form but you know i don't i don't understand how soccer can be played with numbers i mean obviously i can see it and and i see stats and stuff like that and you know i don't want to dismerit all the stat- statisticians or however the heck you say it you know all the statics people uh but you know, I think soccer is more of a, you know, more of a free freedom game. You know, it's not it's not like baseball, it's not like football, it's not like basketball. That you know, basketball, I guess you can have a little bit more freedom to do whatever you want. But I think soccer is yes, there is tac- tactics to it. You know, but I think it's more of of like a freedom, like do whatever you want. It's so free. You know, it doesn't really get stopped a lot. You know, it's just more like freedom on the on the on the field and i'm definitely with you on that because you know obviously in our dt chat for a long time it was kind of you know when people brought in numbers we kind of like joked around how you nerds you know like (laughs) but i feel the same way you know a lot of it it's uh depending how you see the sport you know maybe because we're uh from you know uh places like central america you know south america there's more passion, right? I think we we kind of live the sport, you know, seeing the game, just showing that passion, that fear, that competitiveness. And sometimes we really don't look at the numbers, right? Because at the end of the day, you can have 15% possession and you still win the game. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think the article, if you guys have not checked it out, check it out. I think... Um, the he did such a great job of breaking down how you know Quintero is it's definitely one of the best players in MLS and maybe because the Dynamo you know obviously didn't have the results that you know other teams had that made the playoffs kind of gave that that perspective that he wasn't all that great but once you look at the numbers you do see the fact that the guy was very impressive right um but uh, do you want to add more? Go yeah, for it, man. I, yeah, I don't want to cut you off there. No, 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 no. Go. This, this is where this is where like you know I start questioning stuff because you know I I completely understand what you know when you guys say he's one of the best players on the MLS because he probably is, but then also in my mind I'm like he's not. He's on. He's the best player in the Dynamo, 
who is the last place team, you know, and he puts up great numbers compared to everybody else in the Dynamo. But is he really the best, you know, one of the best players? Like even, you know, Sack on, on his article, he he put a list of 10 players in the MLS that are have similar qualities or kind of put up similar numbers. And when you go through that list, you know, you're like, you know, Sebastián Blanco, Reynoso, you know, uh, Soteldo, Vela, you know, Carlos Gil, you know, uh, MVP, and Salarajan, and Araujo, Pozuelo, Morales, you know, Benacet. Is, is players that literally, I mean, in their teams, they they make the difference, right? And, and Quinteros does make the difference in the Dynamo. But then again, when you look at their teams, obviously it's completely different than, than a Dynamo team. So it's like, yeah, they're in the, like, Quintero, yes, he's on the same level just because he is the best player we have in our current roster. But is he one of the best players in the MLS? I mean, I don't know. I don't, yeah. me personally, I don't think so, but I don't know. And and was it called, Rodrigo, I want you to add just a little bit of, you know, kind of what Christian, uh, you know, mentioned, just because you, you kind of see the other perspective, right? Like in the, whether it be DraftKings or, you know, perspective that you kind of have to see and keep up with people's numbers and stats, you know, wh- how do you see that being an important uh, factor when it comes to soccer? Yeah, I mean, looking at the other side with the stats, um, especially now in the modern day of soccer, we have um, player ratings more than anything, you know, after um, I believe they have to play at least, you know, 15 minutes or so for them to get considered, you know, a player rating. Um, and if you look at Darwin, he, his player rating, it's above a seven for most of his career, which in terms of soccer, that's actually pretty good. You know, it's not considered obviously the best, but you can have a crappy game and that's going to lower it down. You can have a really great game when you score a hat trick. That's going to put it up there. Um, but when it comes to stats and, you know, you know, to Christian, what he's saying, like he doesn't see it is you're considering everything, you know, like how often do you lose the ball? Um, your passing accuracy, um, you know, things like that is going to contribute. It's not just going to be assist and goals. Um, obviously, the, usually the player who can, you know, be more successful in passing, shooting, um, it's going to be on the winning team. Um, obviously not all the time, like Christian said, it's soccer. There's, you know, there, there's talent and then there's stats and obviously talent overweighs the stats. But when it comes to the MLS, you're not looking, you know, like you don't have a Messi in the MLS. You don't have a Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Salah, you know, you don't have those kind of players here. So yeah, m- more teams are going to be guided to go through stats and see like, hey, how efficient is this player? And this is going to work in our lineup. Um, you know, are we going to be productive with him? And honestly, I, I think uh, that one, you know, fits, like uh, Christian said, the Dynamo, you know, as their best player. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends how you view things, honestly. And I'm, I'm on the side for Darwin. I think Christian's getting to that side as well. Um, I'm excited. I don't know. I, I, I think it's all going to depend down to the, the head coach. Well, the, the, the way that I see it, for example, it's, it's like, okay, well, how, like, for example, Darwin Quintero, he's the best player that we have. And, and having like having a player, you know, like Quintero in the Dynamo, it's a great thing for the Dynamo. But then again, I think like we're setting the bar too low for our team. You know, like if we want to be competing, you know, and with the big boys, you know, I think our bar of players that we consider great sh- should be higher. You know, like, for example, Lucas Larazan, you know, like he's he went to a Columbus that maybe had nothing. And then, 
you know, he was already in a high level, you know, when it came to the Mexican league and he came here and he made Columbus a high level team. But if we are going to, I feel like if we're going to conform as Quintero being our best player, I think we are setting our bar really low. And then I don't think we should expect much or like a championship if we are going to have Quintero as our best player, honestly. I mean, okay. I think I'll, know, I'll go ahead. Put that no, no, no. I think you're, I, I, dude, I completely understand what you're saying. And, I, you know, we def- definitely have a lot of topics to touch on. And I just kind of want to close this one off by saying, if if Pat Onstead does a job right, Quintero's not your best player on the team, of course, right? Exactly. So so the the idea here is that you have a guy that you know has good numbers. You know that he's definitely not a super sub. We know that didn't fit him, but he can come in. You know, if if we get again, we have two DP spots available. Get you know, you get two younger guys. You know, in their twenties or whatever, you do have to remember that Quintero came into the league for Minnesota as a younger guy, right? He was maybe I think he's thirty four now. He was like twenty nine when he came into Minnesota, so it was kind of like that Lucas El de Rayan, you know, uh, hype in that aspect. That you know, obviously he didn't get to win a championship with Minnesota, but he did bring Minnesota out of you know uh, a place of being making the playoffs and you know pushing for that U.S. Open Cup. But just to close it. I, I agree with you and I see where you're trying to uh, the point you're trying to make. You don't want him to be your best player for sure. But the idea of, you know, obviously having him sign, uh, knowing what he brings to the table, it just makes a lot of sense for a dynamo to, you know, re-sign oh, yeah. him of course. for sure. So, you know, I think that that's a great discussion and I, I agree this can keep going on, but uh, I'll jump into the next topic. If you guys are cool yeah, with that. So, um, uh, it's been rumored that, well, there's a possibility that Maxi Ruti would be joining uh, Austin FC. That would make him the first player to play for all the three MLS teams. Um, obviously, there's a the rivalry with, uh, you know, that creates Copa Tejas being between Dallas and Austin. And uh, since he would play for all of them, what do you guys think about, you know, rivalries then, you know? You know, being, uh, you know, Christian, you being from Argentina, you know, I don't know like how fond it is to jump from River Plate to Boca Juniors or Rodrigo, you know, going from Chivas to America, you know, what what do you guys feel about that? Christian, you want to start first, man, on your. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, in one hand, oh, I saw something on Twitter that somebody said he's collecting all the infinity, Texas infinity stones. (laughs) I forgot who said it, but shout out to that person. Um, But yeah, it's like it's like two things. I think I think it was you, Rudy, that said it. You know, he, or I don't know if it was you or somebody else, but you know, he he's obviously just trying to get a payday. You know, you know, here in the Dynamo, he was one of the highest paid paid players, and I don't think he obviously lived up to that. You know, he he did have a drought, which you know some players go through it and stuff like that. But you know, we need like results now, so obviously he wasn't a good fit, maybe. And I think maybe we can get a better player. Um, so on one hand, like I understand, you know, get your, get your money, get that bag or whatever, you know, the cool kids say nowadays, you know, get your stacks, your racks or whatever it is that y'all say now. Uh, but then on the other hand, yeah, like if we're going to go look into, you know, what the people want, like, I mean, it's just like you lose all respect. I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, you have Fafa too coming from Dallas to, to the Dynamo, but then he only was there for a year. So it's like, and then also, you know, Maxi Ruti, he was only here for a little bit. He wasn't here like for a while and then he switched. But then I again, nerfed you know, Figueroa, you know, yeah, yeah where, there's some where, plenty of players. Like, 
yeah it's like where's the loyalty at you know where, where's the loyalty to, to the colors obviously that's when you know that the players don't really care about their teams that they're going to because if a player really cared about you know the colors the club representing whatever the people the city as most of them say you know oh you know i'm here for the city you know it's easy for them to throw up the age and we're like oh hell yeah You're like he's a houstonian now because he put his two fingers up you know he doesn't right. It's a player, you know, it's a, it's a person that doesn't really believe in, in, I guess, what we're trying to build, what we're trying to do as a city, you know, and this is more as a, a Houstonian that, you know, I have lived, you know, I've been living here since I was a kid. So obviously, you know, it, it just kind of weird is like, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, what we and, call them over there in Argentina, pirata, like, no flag. <laughs> and all. I think that that rivalry, you know, tends to set up what the league is, right? I mean, you can't have a Barcelona without a Real Madrid, you know, you can't have you know, just think of some good rivalries out there, right? So, Rodrigo, you want to add on that? Yeah, no, I'm on the same boat. I, I think players like this, um, one, I think the Dynamo, you know, we have Fafa, but I think the Dynamo needs to stop trying to look at the players from Austin or Dallas to try to bring over. Um, yeah. As they know, like, I'm sure they look at the table and you can see the bottom three. Like, honestly, you don't want players from there. Um, <laughs> you know, like, while why are we trying to get a player from Dallas? I, I know, yeah. like, earlier, and we'll talk about this, I guess, later, but um, they were trying to see maybe Luchi Gonzalez. I'm like, he was not successful in Dallas. Why would you want to bring him to Houston? Even if um, it was, don't bring anybody from Dallas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's the point. And, yeah, it dilutes, I think, all this rivalry that we have um, going on, especially now with Austin in the mix. Um and you know they changed the whole um um what's my thing here yeah but, no 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 <laughs> but but i mean it, it's you're trying to create culture right obviously i mean the dynamo have only been you know uh, D- dallas has been in the league 25 years uh houston 15 and you know austin's going to their second year so if you're trying to build some culture you kind of have to build that rivalry and you know you don't want to see teams kind of just keep inter- interchanging players because you kind of lose that that derby aspect of it for sure but uh well uh i'll I'll jump up to the next one which it was something that i I happened today hey dynamo fans this is steve clark i'm sure you all heard the news but um i'm so excited to be joining the club after speaking with pat and hearing about what's going on with the dynamo for next year and the upcoming seasons it was a no-brainer for me and my family um i'm here i'm ready and uh there's a storm coming to houston let me tell you that Hold it down. That being officially uh, the Dynamo um, signed Steve Clark, the goalkeeper. We'll give a little shout out to, uh, what is it, Houston Dynamo Insider? Is that his name? Dynamo Insider. Dynamo Dynamo Insider. Insider. We'll give him a little bit of credit. He, uh, you know, let everybody know a couple days ago that uh, the signing was happening. And uh, uh, just to add on a little bit on, on Clark, I mean, the guy just finished playing in the MLS Cup. Uh, which he obviously lost with the Timbers against NYCFC. I think, you know, as a 34-year-old that he is, 35-year-old that he is, uh, I think it's a good pickup, right? We only have one goalkeeper currently in our roster, being Michael Nelson. And I think the experience that Clark brings is, you know, very valuable. Is he right now, right now, your starter? Probably. I think you may start him over Nelson. Um we obviously expect that uh, Pat Onstad picks up a third goalie because, you know, that's what he has to do. Uh, and competition is going to be a fierce one. But, um, Christian, do you want to add anything on Steve Clark? 
No, man. I mean, I just think it's, I think it's a good signing. I mean, I mean, he, he's coming from a team that's used to fighting for championships. I mean, Portland Timbers is always up top. So obviously, I mean, you have to get, you know, people from with that winning culture. And that's what, you know, Pat was talking about, you know, having guys with mentality of winning and not just being losers, you know, or, or not, maybe not losers, but, you know, just being mediocres or like, oh, you know, we win, we lose, da, da, da. No, like have a, and, and he seems like one thing that, that I stood out from Clark to me, I know I really didn't pay attention to him, but I always liked the fact that he's so like, vivid you know when, when he's in the goal he's always screaming and yelling and and like just he's he's always like animated and i really like that from a goalkeeper i mean i'm we have a, a goalkeeper here hear what he thinks of it but you know i think uh goalkeepers are are like um, an essential part of not only of the team but like your defense you know like you're like the building block you yell at your guys you tell them they're doing a good job you tell them they're doing a bad job you know you cuss them out you know you you guide them because you see everything from the back so like I think that's that's like another captain right there, and I think a guy with experience, MLS experience, you know, uh, with a good team experience and and a winner, I think I think it's a good signing for sure. Yeah, no, and and you get him out of free agent. You didn't really have to pay a ton for him. I'm sure his salary is gonna be you know decent. Uh, so the cap, you know, salary cap may not take a massive hit. But yeah, Rodrigo, you want to add on a little bit of what? Uh, Christian was mentioning when, when it comes to goalie. And the reason I say that, too, because you watched the uh, MLS Cup final, like probably all of us. And, of course, you know, he did a, I guess the first goal people kept saying he had butterfingers, this and that. But, you know, people forget that he did have a PK as well. But you, go ahead and add a little bit on, on you know, kind of what you saw out of Clark, at least from the final. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, I'll just say, I, I think it's a good signing uh, before I talk about the final or anything. Um, I do trust Pat and, you know, as a goalkeeper and as Pat being a former goalkeeper, obviously, um, whatever conversation they had, I know it's a good one, um, especially since he's the one going to them more than anything. Be like, hey, um, here's what we're trying to build. We want to come come on board. I, I trust that signing, um, you know, especially when I see goalkeepers mention other goalkeepers for a team. I always think there's there's something good behind it. Um, I'm sure, you know, Pat needs to first and foremost make the goal like, um, I guess, the safest place for us. Um, you know, even if we're not winning games, we're at least not conceding. I know we went through that uh, for a while and thought, OK, that was going to be good. But as, as long as we can keep some clean sheets um, overall, I think that's going to be a good place to start. Um, you know, he at being, what, 34, 35 now? Yeah, um, he brings a lot of experience. Um, I'm sure, you know, we'll pick somebody else up that he can guide and, you know, make our solid starter, um, you know, for seasons to come. But as of right now, I think he is going to be a starter, um, man. But talking about that final, just to bring back memories, um, you know, it, it was a great final. Yeah, they conceded um, early on or not. Early, sorry, um, they conceded first and then. Um, Portland came back to tie it and then went to uh, penalties and we all know how that ended. Um, but yeah, I mean, that experience that he brings in, you know, it's you're, you're still keeping a, a pretty close game against a, a rival that actually had a lot, a lot of attacking uh, power. But I, I think it's the experience that we're looking for. And um, I think that's a great signing. Yeah. And uh, to finish this thought, uh, what's it called? I saw someone on, I think it was on our Instagram mentioned like, 
you know, he's a Butterfingers. Y'all can keep him. We don't need him in Portland. I hope that is like the Babe Ruth curse on you guys. Because how, you know, this guy took y'all to a MLS Cup final. You know, yeah, you didn't win it, but still. Anyways, I'll, I'll move this train of thought going. <laughs> no, I was going to say, he kept two clean sheets yes. before that. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess Salt Lake, I mean, that, you know, I think he, was, he could have been playing a video game. Um, <laughs> Salt Lake didn't really have much. But against Colorado, you know, you still kept a clean sheet. Yeah, and, for um, sure. You know, you, you led your yeah. team basically to the final with that. Yeah. Also, but, that's your, your yeah. starting keeper from a legit team that has been fighting year after year after year, and that's your starting goalkeeper, and you're going to say Butterfingers? Dude, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So last topic before we hit fan questions, uh, which we're going to start doing that every now and then. Uh, we, we're going to get a little bit into the rumor mill. And the saying goes, if there's smoke, there's a fire, right? And, and the name that we continue uh, hearing on this coaching search that, again, we're kind of in the uh, dark of it all. But Jaime Lozano keeps popping up, right? It seems like a few uh, reporters, whether it be from The Athletic or to EDN, keep reporting Jaime Lozano of, you know, inching closer uh, to signing with the Dynamo. Um, so I want to know, uh, first, Rodrigo, what do you think about, you know, Jaime Lozano? What would he bring to the club if we were to sign him? Honestly, I think he would bring a winning culture. And that's what we need. Um, I, I do think he would be one of like the the most perfect coach we can think of right now at the moment. You know, he's trying to build his uh, career more as a head coach. Um, obviously, he had took some success um, with other teams already, being the Mexico um, Olympic team, U twenty three teams. Uh, I, I do think you know if the Dynamo can lock him in. It's gonna be a game changer for us. Um, not maybe not right away because obviously, like any other team, it takes time. But eventually, um, next season or by the end of the season, um, I, I think he'll he'll be um, probably one of the top coaches in the MLS. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's forty three years old. Uh, and Christian, I want to get to you because uh, we have PTSD, right, with uh, Tab Ramos. Uh, being, you know, the, the experience we had with him, you know, maybe during a pandemic and why not? But um, the guy comes from the U, the under uh, 23s. And obviously, Tom Ramos came from the U.S. This guy's from Mexico. You know, what is appealing or what is scary uh, to you, Christian, if he does become, you know, that next Dynamo coach? All right. So here here I'm always the the, the contrarian on everything. Right. But uh, I re- well, I like Tab Ramos, right? I was I was a Tab Ramos end guy, and I think everybody knows it. And obviously, a lot of people give me shit for it, but which is fine. Um, but I well, same thing. I think the same thing. Uh, it's I don't know if it's gonna happen. The same exact thing as Tab Ramos as being the worst team in the league two years in a row. Uh, I hope not. 
but I think, you know, he's obviously going to need time to adjust into maybe he has a little bit more experience because he did, you know, have a team for a little bit. He was an interim coach in Mexico for a little bit. And honestly, I don't know much about him as much as you guys do and maybe other people do. But I think he's going to have, you know, he's going to need time to adjust into like being a, a day to day, you know, coach. Uh, I actually heard a a uh, an interview Tabramos did with um, with a Spanish guy, um, like I think it was last week. And he talked about his experience, you know, with the Dynamo and he said he loved it. You know, he loved the the fact that, you know, he had, he was like literally day to day, you know, with players. It wasn't just like, you know, see him every once in a while. And then, you know, every single player was playing different, different game or different tactics or whatever it may be. But, you know, he was able to bring his own little culture, I guess, uh, of style of play or whatever. And I think it's going to be the same thing. You know, a guy that probably is used to working with younger guys that, you know, maybe shaping them into players that he kind of wants them to be in the future in a way. But obviously, you know, national teams are completely different than club teams you know, especially playing in the league. And then, you know, this year also we'll have uh, the U.S. Open Cup. So, like, you have to think about those things. And then, you know, if you have international games, you have to think about players leaving to go play with their international teams. Like, you're in a different, like, world, you know. So I think I think he's going to have – he's going to need time. So when – this is the thing, though. Like, my question is if let's just say he's he does bad right you know i hope he doesn't you know obviously i want the best for the team i want us to be champions every year but let's just say you know at the end of the year he comes in and we are the worst team in i was gonna say the nfl because the Texans side too but you know if we're the worst team in the mls uh how much shit are we gonna give him like like are we gonna give him the same amount of shit like we did tab ramos or are we gonna be like oh no let's give him some time i think I mean, I don't know if he's going to do better than Tab. Obviously, the bar is super low. But, you know, a question for, I guess it would be a question for you guys that you guys know them. Do you guys think he's going to do better than Tab Ramos? Uh, I mean, I hope so, because obviously there's not much more. You have to win one more game than he did, and you're good. And and then second, you know, let's just say it goes bad. How Like, how, how long do we give him for him to, like, recuperate? Because I think... You know, I was the type of guy that said, you know, we we need to give Tab at least 10 more games, you know, half a season and then fire his ass if he was bad. But I think, you know, I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah. So I think to answer your question, if it goes bad, you know, let's start with that. Right. If, if he has a bad season, uh, if he ha- loses, you know, Top Brothers win a 12 game like winless streak. I think if the guy loses or has a six winless streak, people are going to want his head. I think. You know, they would want that experience to quick as, you know, as soon as possible. The other thing, though, he's going to open a whole new different venture that we have in tap, which is the uh, Mexican league, right? He's going to have connections, or at least that's what you're thinking, right? He's going to have connections to bring in younger talent and uh, attract those, you know, uh, Tigres fans, those Pumas fans, those Monterey fans, and bring some more, you know, fans to the stadium. Of course, to keep them there, you're going to need results. Um, the Mexican League, we know, and Rodrigo, I'll, I'll let you kind of, you know, maybe go a little further, more in, uh, detailed on that. But in Mexico, the leash on a coach is super short. You know, it's, it's just one of those that, you know, if you do bad within a month, you're gone. And in the MLS, you can take your sweet time, you know, and <laughs> be, 
last on the table at, uh, like Tyler Ramos did. But I think what we noticed, and I think when me and you especially like kind of didn't see the Todd Ramos in or out was because, you know, tactically you saw that the guy wasn't making subs or the guy was, you know, kind of his timing and stuff like that. And so obviously that would tell, but Rodrigo, I want you to add on a little bit on, you know, kind of what Christian was mentioning, the fact that, you know, how, if he does good, where we will see him, if he does bad, you know, kind of, or actually I hit on the bad. So go ahead and hit on the good kind of like what, what could be good from bringing uh, Jaime Lozano in. So to bring some peace of mind to everybody wondering who is Jaime Lozano, you know, um, what is he going to contribute to the Dynamo? Uh, first of all, most we know he coached at um, Querétaro as an assistant coach. And then, you know, he took over um, and he didn't do as bad as, you know, Querétaro has never been, you know, a team that's going to win the league. You know, they try to obviously get into La Liguilla, which is the playoffs. Um, but he didn't do as bad. I think his record was like 11 wins. Um, he did have 16 losses. But if you look at all those games that he had, they were by one goal, you know. And um, and from there, obviously, he went to coach uh, Mexico team and all that. Before then, though, and here's, I guess, what people would like maybe, is he did go to Spain. Um, he always has like how Pep Guardiola, um, you know, Barcelona style play. He went over there and actually did a whole course on, you know, that style of play. So he's very knowledgeable. He's very smart. Um, his style of play is going to be, you know, keep possession for the most part. Um, that's what he's going to be playing. So with this Dynamo team, I definitely see him picking up players that are going to be that, you know, um, like we had mentioned before, and we, we'll talk about it maybe uh, the uh, fan questions, but just uh, top of my head. A player that Jonathan Dos Santos, or, you know, I've heard rumors that um, Rodolfo Pizarro might be leaving uh, Inter um, Miami. So, you know, somebody like that that can hold possession, distribute the ball. Um, I think that's going to be a player that he's going to be bringing. Um, necessarily not not any of those two, but a player similar to those uh, characteristics. Um, but, yeah, I think, the you know, and um, going back to Lozano and his coaching um, style. I mean, he plays a 4-3-3, which that's mostly common now. Um, I, I think with the players we have, that's going to be a good method of, like, you know, incorporating everybody in that we can see them um, building a good lineup. Um, he also did spend, you know, he followed Pep, like like I had mentioned. Um, he went to Manchester City, tried to meet up with him. Um, I was reading that he has a friend that it's uh, Pep Guardiola. Um, part of the coaching staff. So he met with them and saw their training. So this guy wants to succeed and he wants to do it the right way. So I honestly think if Dynamo can get his hands on him, it's going to be, you know, really good. And like you guys are saying, like, what if he doesn't do well the first season? It, it, it's all going to depend on the players he brings. Um, you know, if he if he's allowed to off the get-go, like, hey, go spend and get and form your team and he gets everybody that he wants to and fails – that's going to be on him. But I feel like if they just allow him to, hey, go get one player and make everything else work, and it's not the best, I think you at least give him a second season to be like, okay, you know, you're already forming something, so let's just keep going. I, I, I'm i going to butt in because I feel like Christian wants to say something, but I want to end this. You know, I, I'm not a rumor guy. I want this to be official. But that, what you said about bringing in his own players, Todd Ramos, you know, obviously the budget was not there. 
And the, if you remember, you know, the 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 kids that he play or that he coach in the U20s, all of the guys were in Europe. I mean, they were already, you know, talented players that the Dynamo was not going to go and put money to bring those guys in. But, you know, having uh, guys from, you know, they play in the Mexico League, Mexican League, they may play in smaller teams. Those are the type of players that, you know, may, we may see, see come in and they may be like no names to most and they may be the ones that, you know, deliver the most. But again, this is just a rumor. And I have been working on an article that hopefully, like, if it comes true, you'll learn more because I think the guy does come from a very good coaching tree as well, uh, like Rodrigo was mentioning, which I did not talk about Guardiola. But anyways, so I want to get into the fan questions because we've been, you know, talking to the fans. Question. What kind of bear is best? It's a ridiculous question. False. And we want to get some input on, you know, what the uh, fans are uh, asking. And obviously, see what you guys respond with. So uh, I'll pick some of the questions. That There's a guy named Manny who asked about any meetups. I, I'm assuming he meant to hang out with us. Dude, bro, you're always welcome to hang out with us. But we're like all over Houston, Rodrigo's in Dallas. So maybe a little bit difficult to do that one. But um, uh, there's a Mr. Nobody 5080. What's up? What do you want to do? I was going to say, maybe he meant player meetups. I, no, <laughs> that's because that's what I'm guessing. Well, that already happened to me when I hear as like, any meetups is like you know. Also, maybe a meetup to like go play somewhere. So well, that's we can, true. That's true. We can arrange. We can arrange a date to go play in the on the. And we field. know a field now for real. Yeah. And so, I, I'll go, Mister Nobody Fifty Eighty. I should have looked up his name. Uh, and there's <laughs> another guy named Oscar Twenty One. They asked basically a similar question. Uh, they asked if you could buy any one player. You know, it doesn't matter which one it is. Uh, Oscar, in his case, he said he would bring at least back. Um, I guess we'll start with uh, Christian. What I'm one player? No, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to oh, bring yeah. Messi or Ronaldo or, you know, but but uh, yeah, who would you bring? Who would you want to bring? That's a, that's a really tough question. Like, there's so many, like, obviously, I'm trying to be, because you try to be realistic and then also, but I think right now, like right now, right now, if I, well, I mean, I don't know if this will be like the greatest signing, but I think a doable signing, you know, if, if all the like stars align, I think a, a return of Mauro Manotas Ooh, would be el like matador. point. Like, you know, you have Fafa on, on the, on the wing, you know, Quintero can feed you. Yeah. Colum- uh, you know, well, Fafa's Colombian like to Colombian. Yeah, Fafa's not Colombian, but we can make him Colombian. He can be a Colombian <laughs> trifecta, you know? Like, yeah, no, no, no. That's a good one. Rodrigo, yeah. who would you bring? Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. Um, I do like the midfield we have. I think we need a little bit more. Personally, I like the style of play of, um, if it is true that he might be leaving, Rodolfo Pizarro, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I think, you know, it could be another different midfielder that we can see there. If we have, you know, if we're playing with three, Coco and um, uh, you, you have Ati. a No, I was going to say Darwin Quintero as your like, uh, false nine. And then you yeah, have Lovolfo yeah. on either the left or right. Um, I think that could be a good midfield. Yeah. Um, you will definitely be holding possession. <laughs> so, you know, and then, you know, you have Fafa. And, hey, if you get Manotas on top, like, you'll have so many opportunities. Um, but, yeah, I would like Lovolfo Pizarro to go to. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, one of our, you know, followers and listeners. His name is Heidel. And he said, 
maybe Jaime Lozano can bring in uh what's the kid's name? Oh man, I'm blanking on the guy's name. The guy that plays in uh, uh Betis, Rodrigo, the, the young guy, Diego Lainez. Oh, Diego Lainez. And I was like, bro, if he can bring his brother, I'm cool with that, you know. But uh, because he he's been pretty pretty consistent. I mean, you're not gonna pay top dollar for him, but still, you know, it's like uh, bringing uh, Messi's cousin or something. But uh, close enough. Next question from one of the fans. Um, they, obviously, uh, this one's Houston Dynamo memes, which love that guy. Got to meet him in person. Uh, wow. cool dude. Uh, but he his question was, you know, will you rather keep Nelson or get uh Milan Borgen? Which obviously this is before uh we got the Steve Clark signing. But you know, obviously there's gonna be a third goalie being picked up. But what do you guys think about that? You know, maybe picking up the Canadian goalkeeper, starting goalkeeper. Uh, Rodrigo, you want to add on that? I mean, we see we're crossing soccer borders, baby. We kind of see like all the all those games, you know. <laughs> you you know who he is. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, like, if we're gonna go, I, it's I don't know. I, I'm like borderline with that. Um, you know, Clark. I, I think it's good. Um, if we're trying to bring somebody else, because you're you're bringing what he's 34 as well. Mm-hmm. I think like he's old. Like I, I I think we're gonna need like a younger generation. Um. Yeah, I'll keep Nelson for okay. now. Okay, <laughs> so th- then I'll, I'll I'll ask Christian kind of like a, a little bit different or tweak question. So obviously you have Clark, you have Nelson. You have to bring in a third goalie. Is your third goalie that you're bringing in, is he going to be the starter, Christian? Or no, who no, would be no, your no, starter? No. So I would, have, I would have Clark, Nelson, and then I would, me, I would bring somebody from the academy. Okay, yeah, and that'd just, be good. Just, just get, I mean, because honestly, a third goalkeeper, when does he play it? Never. Yeah. You know, but at least, you know, having him around that first team like environment maybe can help him. It's, it's just a tricky, it's a tricky position as a goalkeeper. I mean, I was never a goalkeeper, but like being a third goalkeeper it probably sucks the hardest because, like, <laughs> if you're like, you know, a, a field player, maybe you get some, right? Maybe you get some time, you know, but as a goalkeeper, like everything has to go wrong. Like yeah. you know, first goalkeeper has to get injured. Second goalkeeper has to get injured. And then you can get one. Well, see, and or- you're already thinking ahead because you could have the Houston dynamo two goalkeeper, you know, as being as that, that third goalkeeper, yeah. Rodrigo, but, do you um, want to add? Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you want anything else before I move on? No, I was just gonna say when it comes to goalkeepers, and you're just playing like a, a cup, you know, like a league cup, any kind of like games you can get. You know, it's kind of like one and done sometimes. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, no one one interesting thing that I saw earlier today. You know, if we say if Jaime Lozano had joined, or you know, like last week, I did see that um, the Chivas goalkeeper Sonio Rodriguez he left. He's actually going to Querétaro. That would have been a good signing, honestly, as a goalkeeper, because I like his distribution. Like, I think that's something that Dynamo lacks in the past goalkeepers. Um, and he's, I mean, for a goalkeeper, he's in a prime age, which is like 29. So being in the MLS, that would have been pretty good. He speaks pretty well English. So, well, look at Rodrigo. He answered both questions with one answer. <laughs> Who would you bring and what's another goalkeeper? But no, I, I was just saying, like, <laughs> we were talking about goalkeeper. No, 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 no. That's that, that's like, perfect. So wait, I'm gonna go. move on to another question. And this one's from uh season Ra. Man, I need to look up this guy's number. I mean names, <laughs> but he has a very good question, I think. And this is the one we'll finish off uh with the fan questions. But his question is 
Where do you think the Dynamo will place in the standings next year? Of course, there's a lot of, you know, gray area. You don't have a coach. You don't have a full squad. But Christian, let's start with you, my friend. Where do you I mean, think the Dynamo will end up next year? There's, I don't have to go. I mean, I'd like, I I guess we can make the end, make the question, where do you want them or where would you see them? I mean, me, I'm happy with a last place playoff. Like, I want to get into the playoffs. I've never, I've never seen the the Dynamo in the playoffs. Like me personally, like obviously, I know they've been, but yeah. since I've been a legit, like you know, hun, you know, full time Dynamo fan, I've never seen the Dynamo in the playoffs. And I know, you know, it hasn't been long since I've been a Dynamo fan, but I, I haven't experienced that, you know, yeah. like fully, a hundred percent. So, I I just want to see a playoff match, you know. Especially in Houston, for sure. Rodrigo, you, where do you think they'll end up now that there's uh, 14 teams in our conference? Better than um, North Carolina. I'm just kidding. Uh, In our conference, (laughs) yeah, I'm with Christian on this. I think we can see them. I guess it all depends, obviously, who the coach is going to be, what's going to be our best signing this season. Um, But I, I think we can see them being making the playoffs. You know, I'll be happy with that last spot as well. I, I think the Dynamo, with the talent they have that they picked up last season and where they were going with things, obviously, you know, it ended up badly. But I think there, there's plenty of hope that I think we can make the playoffs. I I mean, I, I don't want to say, you know, knock on wood, but definitely we're not going to be part of the, um, I guess. I don't want to be last five. anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> last I'm five, beat, I think man. we're going to be out of there. We're depressed. Look, look, this is how much we love the club. We're here talking about the two-time last place of the Western champion or, you know, conference. But we're here like suckers. You know, we get drive in every day to talk about the Houston Dynamo. But with that, you know, obviously we'll have fan questions come up every now and then. We'll add some to pr- not every episode, but most episodes we'll get some. But um, with that. I have a question for you guys and, you know, keeping it in the uh, Christmas spirit, you know, holiday season, however you guys want to call it. Jingle bell rock. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God. Santa here. I know him. I know him. We'll start with Christian because he uh, answered for the other question as well. But Christian, what Houston Dynamo related gift are you asking Santa for Christmas, my friend? Like, like I want to coach <laughs> under my tree type thing. <laughs> yes, maybe, I, maybe, maybe uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Rodrigo, is that a, is that a no? That's a good answer? one. That's a good yeah. one. I mean, that dude, I've been wanting uh things since you know his first mentioned in December. Rodrigo, do you want to? What, what do you want to? I mean, we already have his uh coach, right? So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I think um, I would like like a an actual signing. And when I talk about that, it's like somebody international that's semi big or big, you know, that it, he's well known, um, will make the difference, not just to spend the money, you know. We, we're not trying to bring another David Beckham over here. Just oh, you don't money. want another center back DP? Wasn't that <laughs> exciting? I mean, yeah. I thought it was. No, but I'm with you. Uh, I like, want someone big, someone that we can go and like hit up Hobby Airport and like, hey, bro, what's up? You know, whatever yeah. it is. No, yeah, no, I got you. So with that, we pretty much finished all the topics that we wanted to talk. I do or mention. What about you, though? What about you? Oh, you guys want to yeah, know yeah, mine? Yeah, well, yeah. you guys took all the good ones. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. 
Just a trophy. A trophy. Yeah, a trophy. A trof- oh, yeah. Let's get a trophy. It doesn't it's, matter what. It's been a while. It's the been a while. Open cup is back, so maybe something, man. Let's get the second one. Let's let's do whatever we can to get into a uh, Coca Golf Champions League. Let's do whatever we can, man. Then um, there's also the what do you call it? The league cup between the U.S. and Mexico team. Oh yeah, which I doubt we'll qualify for that, but no, I think I, everybody's qualified. No, 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 well, no. It's less teams. I it's less teams than you think. Okay. Eventually, there's gonna be all of them, but. To mention real quick the giveaway, not the giveaway. Look at me. I, I could have gotten away the whole goddamn episode <laughs> without a mess up. But we have a giveaway that um, it, by the time you guys listen to this, there's probably not a lot of time for you guys to enter. But make sure to enter if you haven't. Um, like, share, and follow us on Instagram for an opportunity to win. Look for that post. And we'll be um doing a raffle on it with the entries and a lucky winner is going to get a brand new well a new shirt autographed by a ton of the players from the 2020 season and with that whew, i'm done talking christian hit us up man yeah man so like always you can find us at dynamo theory on instagram and twitter you can send us an email if you would like to with the questions and stuff like that at dynamo theory podcast at gmail.com you can find me at Chris Putalias um, on Insta- on Twitter. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura three because one and two were taken already. And you can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura zero one because he's an OG. Yeah, he took that. But hey, definitely oh, Dynamo DynamoTheory.com for yes. every, all yeah. your all your uh, needs. <laughs> all your needs, man. All your you know all the uh, whenever you start getting the tingles and need to look okay. for something Dynamo, check him out. And of course, you know, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys. We'll definitely record next week, you know, sometime Monday or Tuesday to finish off the year. Yes, hopefully with a coach. But (laughs) Rodrigo, thanks for being a part of this uh, fourth episode of the Dynamo Theory. Hopefully you can be a part of it. And we may have to upgrade our Zoom because I'm trying to record in one sitting, my boys. But hey. Y'all take care. And uh, what is it? You, you know the ending. Come on. I, saw, I heard you say it. Oh, are you talking to Rodrigo? <laughs> no, to you, my friend. Oh, me? Yeah. Don't forget, don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever orange. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Señores, yo soy de